0: Listen to these words. I pledge my life to advancing the principles of individual liberty, and I refuse to surrender my liberty to any earthly power. I pledge my allegiance to freedom and justice over any person or government, and I commit my life to advancing these principles. I pledge to stand with those who ha- without a voice so all Americans may enjoy the same opportunity. I pledge my support to economic policies that support industrial and technological revolutions. I pledge my support for your right to say something that I might disagree with, and I reserve my right to say I disagree with you. Mm. I pledge to support policies and use government influence uh, whenever possible to dismantle laws and regulations that restrict the civil liberties of Americans. Uh, It goes on. It, It goes on. This is so great. This is the pledge that I want you to share with your family. You can find it at notfreeamerica.com. I want you to go through this next week at the Thanksgiving table. You know, I mean
1: You can order the book, too. notfreeamerica.com. It goes over that in much more depth and why we need those, uh, those steps. But it's the Liberty Pledge at notfreeamerica.com.
2: to hear is the fusion of
3: entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: So, have you noticed how many Republican women are going to the House? Oh, yeah. We have a squad of our own. The Truth Squad! Hey, there's something to that. No, there's not. Uh... We have one of the women uh, who is now uh, part of this group of conservative women that are new members of Congress and they know exactly why they're serving. I want to introduce you to one of them in in about a minute who I think you're really, really going to love. We do it in 60 seconds.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: All right. Is it Rectech? Do I want to talk about Rectech Norton 360. The uh, holidays are a great time for family, joyous celebration, giving back to your community, uh wearing a mask, keeping social distance uh, rules, uh, making sure you don't hug grandma, make sure you you know you don't invite her over even because somebody might sneeze and it might be her you don't know. I don't want that to happen. Don't want that to mm-hmm. happen. Oh, and by the way, uh, while you're online, because there's nothing else to do because your family is all shut up someplace, make sure you have Norton 360 because there's a cyber criminal looking to steal all your crap. I have to tell you about what happened to my father-in-law. Holy cow. Just happened to him last night. Uh, remind me. Write that down. Remind yeah. me. Um, anyway, it was about cyber crime. Norton uh, Norton 360. You are going to get real-time protection against existing and emerging cyber threats. Nobody can present all or, or prevent all cyber crime, but Norton 360 is a great way uh, that will keep you and your family uh, safe, as safe as anyone can. Save up to fifty percent off your annual subscription now on your first year at Norton.com/back. That's Norton.com/back. Fifty percent off now. Norton.com/back. Nicole Meliotakis, she is a congresswoman, congresswoman congresswoman-elect from New York. Uh, She is part of the huge gain in the House made by mainly Republican women. Welcome to the program, Nicole. How are you?
2: Great. Thank you for having me.
0: So tell me, uh, first of all, I mean, New York, I mean, It was supposed to be an absolute blue wave, and it was just the opposite. It was as close to getting to be a red wave as you could could probably get.
2: Well, I'll tell you, they held on to all the Republican congressional seats, uh, including that of of Rep. Peter King, who was retired and replaced by uh, Andrew Garbarino. And it looks like we took back two seats as well, including mine uh, defeating uh, incumbent Democrat Max Rose. So uh, this was a seat that has historically been Republican for 30 years, was lost in 2018, and we were able to take it back. It's an important seat because it is the only Republican voice in Washington from New York City. And, of course, uh, there needs to be a counterbalance here to AOC uh, in addition to someone who's going to hold Mayor de Blasio accountable from the federal level.
0: Mm -hmm. So tell me why you ran
2: well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm the daughter of a Cuban refugee. My parents are immigrants. Uh, my mom's from Cuba, came in 1959 to flee the Castro regime. My my dad is from Greece. I feel it's incredibly important that we preserve the American dream that gave me the opportunity in one generation to become a United States congressperson. It's what makes this country so truly special. Freedoms, liberties, opportunity, uh, the pursuit of happiness, that we needs to be preserved. And right now it's under attack by individuals within the ranks of Congress uh, who want to take away those freedoms, they want to increase uh, government, they want to have a takeover uh, and have socialized medicine, they want to stack the court, they want to change the election laws and they want to really change what makes this nation so unique. And by the way has attracted millions of immigrants like my parents. Uh, for opportunities and so i thought it was important and i'm a state legislator now and uh, this is i've decided not to run for that instead run for congress and i'm looking forward to you know taking my legislative experience to washington but also taking my passion uh for this great country uh that has done so much for for my family um and you know look to me it's very it's very special and unique we need to preserve that we can't allow others to destroy that
0: so nicole um I think part of the problem here in America, and I would imagine your mom has told you this, um, when Castro uh, was first around and came to power, they made it very clear he was not a Marxist, he was not a communist, um, which he was, but they that's not the way they sold it. Um, and uh, a lot of people, I think, when these things happen, they think, well, it's not going to be, it won't happen here. And Americans have the it-can't-happen-here uh, disease, and we are all in ICU on that. How do you convince people that these people are exactly who they say they are?
2: Well, that's the whole idea. My mom always told me uh, you know, socialism sounds like a great idea on paper, but in practice it's uh, not only an awful idea, but it just can't be implemented. And to me, you know, socialism is is communism light. And what happens when you run out of people's money and you want to retain the power? Then you turn into a communist society. Um, what I could tell you is that, uh, like, we have a, an amazing new class who's going to go out there and talk about this. Uh, we have uh, what's w- uh, turning into a a nice alliance, a natural alliance that's forming. We have two uh, other Cubans from Florida, Carlos Jimenez and Maria Salazar. Uh, Carlos himself came here at six years old from Cuba, and Maria, like me, is the daughter of Cuban refugee. Um, we also have somebody from the ukraine who's, yeah. uh, who fled uh, soviet union rule uh, and she's a member from indiana victoria spars we also have members from korea who are immigrants here and their parents left north korea for south korea and i have to tell you we have a story and we have a message for america we need to get out there and 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 let people know particularly millennials that think that socialism is something grand uh, when you start you know the it's the price you pay at the end of the day for what the government says they're going to do for you, right? And, and I could tell you, I have family in Cuba. They have no aspirations, no goals, no dreams. They're told by the government what their contribution to society will be. They make, uh, what, measly 15 uh, U.S. dollars a month. Uh, and uh, that's why I laugh when I hear Bernie Sanders talk about a fight for 15, you know, a, a $15 minimum wage when – in reality, in a, in a communist society or a socialist society, maybe you're lucky if you make $15 a month, um, and but you're you're wholly owned by the government. And so, uh, you know that that's the thing. It's, it's something that it may may sound to some a good idea on paper, but in practice, it's a complete disaster. and only brings you know misery. It strips your freedoms and liberties. Uh, and that's what we have to get out there to the American people who may not know what it's like in other countries like we do, uh, particularly those millennials.
0: I have a farm in uh, Idaho, and $15 uh, an hour wage would be mind-boggling great. In New York, a $15 a wage would be a horror show. I don't understand why this is a federal problem when every city and every state is different and should decide based on what's happening in their community and their state
2: yeah i mean and, and that is something that is a, a a good perspective and point of view it needs to be understood i mean we are seeing the effects of new york's economy uh, it's not just the the minimum wage it's it's a lot of other issues government yeah. mandates and particularly now during COVID, the way that the mayor and the governor have just shut down industries you know the tourist industry is just a complete disaster theater is closed. the restaurant industry has just mandate and mandate after regulation you know it's just it really is hurting our local economy and that's one of the things I want to work on is to help push to reopen New York's economy. We, we can do so safely. Um, we need to be smart about it and we need cooperation from the public, uh, but also restore those jobs lost uh, across the country. And I think that that has to be a major focus, particularly for somebody from New York, you know, it's an economic engine. But there's,
0: not, there's no, I mean, we talked to people from New York and, you know, I just had some friends out from Los Angeles. First time they've left their neighborhood uh, since this whole thing began uh, began in California, and uh, they they came out here, and you know we went out to a restaurant. And they said there are people in restaurants, and we're like, yeah, you know it's about fifty percent, but you know everybody's everybody's being cool about it, and we're basically living our life and just trying to be smart. You don't get that opportunity, and the people in New York that I know, they think we're insane for for not being draconian
2: yeah well i i could say this new york is having a lot of problems under mayor de blasio and and the 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 is one of them but you also look at the crime has increased uh exponentially uh, a number of policies that he and the democrats have put in place under one-party rule um, they changed the bail laws in New York, which became a complete disaster. 3,000 individuals released, committed 9,000 more crimes, mm. murder and shootings, and, and, and burglaries increased. And we've got to get back on track. And the only way we're going to do that is by reversing some of the policies that have been put in place under one-party rule. And that's uh, why I'm, I'm, I contribute in the sense that I'm providing alternative perspective that, that needs to be – you know, considered if we're going to get New York City back on track, and we need to restore law and order. That's a that's a big issue. It's one of the reasons I think probably the primary reason I I won this race was because I support law and order. I support our police. Mayor cut a billion dollars from the NYPD budget. My opponent had marched uh, mm. marched alongside those calling for it, and uh, we're seeing crime increase and in quality of life deteriorate as a result.
0: But you won't have. Um... You won't have uh, control of Congress. It is much better balanced than it was, but you don't mm-hmm. have control of Congress. But but what I'm hoping you do have is a united front because the the left is splitting the Democratic Party.
2: No, that's absolutely right, and it's refreshing to hear some Democrats actually push back and say, you know, we don't, we don't, we should not be the party of defunding the police. We should not be the party of socialism. Uh, and it's about time, because what they're starting to realize, I think, is no matter how far the left they go, they'll never satisfy that radical fringe group. No. Uh, and That's something New York City needs to learn. They'll never satisfy them. In fact, when they after they cut a billion dollars from the NYPD budget, the first tweet from Ocasio-Cortez was saying, defund the police means defund the police, and that's not enough. Um, and I have to say, you know, it, it, I, I agree with you. We, we need to be united, and I think that's the goal of Leader McCarthy, because we can uh, advance, you know, motions to recommit and amendments if we are all on the same page and work together. Uh, so I think that's important. also, I think, um, you know, this, this, this is the smallest majority they're going to have since World War II. And I don't think Nancy Pelosi has the votes necessarily to be speaker still. And so we have to see what happens there. But I do believe there's opportunity for us. as We'll be a governing minority. And, and hopefully we'll pick up the, the seats needed to be in the majority two years from now.
0: That would be nice. Thank you so much. Thank you for running. Thank you for standing. And uh, the one thing that America has to get back to is our unum. We have to fight for liberty. That's the only thing that will unite us. And, and I don't even know if that's possible anymore, because there's a lot of people that don't believe in it anymore. But, uh, but I do. And, uh, and I think a lot of Americans do. We're not going to come together on policies. We're going to come together on principles if we can find them again. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate
2: it. Thank you. My website's nicoleforny.com. I hope your your folks will follow me, and I look forward to talking to you again.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, all right. I just feel bad talking to people who are going into Congress. I always do. Yeah. I feel you know, like, <laughs> yeah. You haven't asked anyone. Lion. The, here's the lion. Right. Uh, Nicole, <laughs> insert head in mouth. You haven't asked anyone in a while
1: how their soul is. What happened to that? It used to be every new candidate, you would always ask, how's your soul?
0: Yeah, I thought about it. You just given up? <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did. I kind of did. I mean, uh, you know, if I if I think that there is a, a a real pure one out there mm-hmm. who's kind of like, hi, we're going to go and we're going to change the world because now we're, those people I'm like, oh. Uh just want to ask you how's your soul right and they're always like it's great it's super shiny with god and you're like yeah there's going to be some people who are wanting to tarnish that a lot okay. so, i I think i hope that people know that at this point mm. i mean how many times have we heard oh uh house of cards with an exception of the killing it's absolutely the way it is right
1: <laughs> you're like
0: and when we oh. say with the
1: exception of the killing, there's more killing in real yeah, life. Yeah, uh, real there's life there's a lot there's more killing, much <laughs> more killing. Hey,
0: it's a train. <laughs> oh, another body found under it. Anyway, uh let me tell you a, a little bit about gold line. Uh you are going to see the dollar start to crater. Uh and that is going to be intentionally done. Did you see that uh that uh Mitch McConnell could not get Trump's Federal Reserve uh chair
1: Well, Grassley wasn't there, right? I I know. Two
0: people weren't there. From COVID uh, Um, exposure. He has it, right? Yeah, he has it. uh, Mm -hmm. But they have until Thanksgiving to be able to get him in because then I think there's somebody else being sworn in um, uh, for a seat. And so they won't have the numbers to be able to pass this. They've got to pass that. They are holding up his Federal Reserve chair uh, nominee. Because this person believes in, I don't know, back money up with gold or something. Mm. You know, have Crazy. a standard. We can't print everything. That person has got to get in to be able to slow people down. But we'll see. Money is going to start falling apart on us in the next uh, 12 months, 24 months. Could be sooner, could be later. gold line is the, uh, the place that I have trusted for a very long time to... Uh, Take my my fiat money and turn it into gold or silver and gold or silver that you can actually spend. I, I think gold is going to get so expensive is if the world breaks down that it'll be good for, you know, having, you know, big sums of money. But I think silver is going to be the coin of the realm for at least a little while as they they destroy this. You're going to have to have something of value. Please call Gold Line now. And ask them about investing in gold or silver. Uh, also ask about their holiday and retirement account specials uh, so you are prepared. Now, you also can get some great holiday gifts for the kids and the grandkids. My, da- my grandpa used to give out silver dollars when the dollars were actually silver. Uh, and it was the greatest thing. Uh, I don't know what I did. with I think I spent all of them and I, I regret that. Um, but if you want to create a lasting memory, go get some silver dollars or get these holiday season coins that you can get now. They're, they're pure silver, and they have Santa or sleighs or you know, snowmen on them. Check them out now at Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call right now. Please check in to gold or silver as a lifeline at goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID so i get home last night and my my wife says to me my mom just called and i said what happened and she said she just got called uh by somebody who said they're calling from Google to let you know that your your uh, Apple account has been hacked into. That's what Google does all That's the time. Go- mm-hmm. All the time. They're always like, they, hey,
1: I'm concerned about the, these people's Apple accounts. Right.
0: Here's the thing. They don't call you. Apple doesn't call you out of the blue. This happened to my son-in-law. It
1: happened, it happened to me, too. I got a call once, and it said, on the caller ID, on my iPhone, it said it was from Apple. Yeah.
0: I didn't not
1: uh, from Apple. It was
0: not from Apple. Um, and you just hang up on that. And then you call Apple, say, great, I'll call you right back. Hang up. Call Apple. They don't do this, but uh, they worried that uh, they'd been hacked into. And so can you give us the banking information and can you give us all this information? And uh, my father, my father in law said they had like so much that that's identity theft. They have so much of your information. They can convince you Mm. that they know everything. He said they had all the account. They had everything. They just didn't have account numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But they had enough to make a good, compelling argument. Wow. That's scary. That's what you, when we say that people are stealing your identity and they're selling it on the dark web, that's what I mean. They sell pieces of it because with just a few pieces, they can put it all together. Mm. and it's amazing they they prey on older people uh who are much more trustworthy uh and you know a phone call used to be f- a phone call especially if you look down and it says apple well how do you you can't fake that oh yes you can yes you can and they do it's just amazing how many things are going on now you i mean we're just getting arrows from everywhere mm. from everywhere uh, so what are you doing for Thanksgiving besides going out and buying masks for everybody? Uh, we do have a, uh, uh I know this is going
1: to sound illegal to many, but a, a family gathering, mm. um, I, you know, we'll take, uh, precautions at times. I think you try not to sneeze on each other as much as possible, we try to do, and we, and we do have the benefit of being in Texas where it's very nice outside right now. So probably we'll eat, uh, outside. I think that's a smart precaution to take. I think taking basic precautions is a good idea in the current circumstance. That does not mean the government gets to tell you whether you get to go see mommy or not. That, that, that's where I think the uh, the issue is becoming so offensive to people. Because you see people like Gavin Newsom who tell you you can't see your family. And then there's and then pictures of him indoors him. Yeah. just
0: having a random meal. And the California legislators that went over to Hawaii for the big conference. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Really? Real you're in Hawaii, but I can't go see mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the problem. People think this is a scam because the media put such a tight lid on anyone questioning anything instead of saying, "Hey, all questions are valid. We don't we don't know. Let's look into those." And exposing them and, you know, having reasonable conversations. Instead, they forced you to do everything. That makes people repellents go i don't know if i trust anything
2: this is the glenn beck program
0: but they can't figure it out they don't know what's causing these people all right uh let me tell you a little bit uh, about simply safe you got enough things to think about in the coming weeks without having to worry constantly about home security but it's just the case of the uh, number of break-ins in this country that rise every single year during the holidays, wouldn't it be nice if you could not spend an arm and a leg and have some peace of mind as you go about your holiday business? The answer you're looking for is yes, and it's simply safe. Simply safe been named the best home security 2020 by U.S. News and World Report, as Forbes and Popular Mechanics. Uh, it is a great system. You can install it in 30 minutes. Uh, it's affordable, round the clock monitoring for 50 cents a day. 35% off Simply Safe right now. Plus, you'll get a free security camera just by visiting simplysafebeck.com. Hurry, this deal expires soon. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com and save.
1: Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, a new Stew Does America, followed by a brand new Glenn Beck on TV, Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code
0: Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. Tonight, 9 p.m. on Blaze TV, Democrats are trying to hide how radical and how Marxist the uh, Senate candidates really are in Georgia. They're trying to sell them as moderates, but they are anything but. And we go through their records uh, tonight. Voters have rejected the radical Marxist and progressives and mass this uh, last election. Americans, I think, were saying, yeah, yeah, we may not want all the crazy texting, but uh, we really don't want all the Marxist crazy either. We're going to show you tonight the Green New Deal, defund the police. It's all on the table. uh, And they balk at us saying that they're Marxists, but we'll show you who they really are. Raphael Warnock, he is the uh, man running against uh, Kelly Loeffler. He has preached to his own congregation. He's a a pastor about socialism and single-payer health care. Listen.
3: I'm so sick and tired of all of these folk talking about socialistic medicine. You're giving in to socialism. And I really get upset when I hear Christians in the midst of this debate talking about socialism. They ought to go back and read Acts chapter two, where the Bible says that the church had all things in common.
0: I'm trying to figure out how that works in a socialist in a socialism uh, we have uh, we have somebody in studio that I think is the just one of the bravest guys uh, out there we've had him on the program before uh, he comes you know mainly to this program for his uh, you know for his sports information
1: Because you know sports about, so much so well mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Jason Whitlock is uh, with us now host of fearless with Jason Whitlock welcome how are
3: you I'm great. Thank you for having me, Glenn. I, before you take me down the path, I, I just want to make I want the viewers' listeners to know how well I was treated when I arrived in Dallas. You know, I pull up and I see is that a Maybach out front? What what is, what is Glenn Drive here? What what is that? A this Maybach? Is not it's not something a Ford, uh, Ford Tempo. It's not something it's we, that's not, There's a Maybach out here. No, it's But you know what Glenn sent to pick me up from the airport? What? Some little I don't even know it some little Chevrolet Cruze. <laughs> the tiniest car I've been in since I was a little kid. It Look, had,
0: we run a clown it car. Had,
3: Business Fast a- food trash in the back. That's me squashed into the back of the car that Glenn sent for me. So, and I sorry, pull man. up, and Glenn's Maybach yeah. is reading <laughs> me. And I'm like, wow. He's sending a message. Wow. Me. I, uh, did not,
0: <laughs> I did not know that we picked you up in that. I would uh, Next time, I'll send you right. the nice car. I needed that. I needed that. Uh, <laughs> I needed to be so, uh, uh, so, Jason, you are what is what is pushing you to be as honest as anyone I mean beyond what anyone dares to be now
3: uh I, I don't feel like I have a choice of uh, there's a couple of things when you said what's pushing me uh my grandmother, lovey Kennedy, we called her Mama lovey, uh, greatest influence on my life. Uh, raised me in a little small Baptist church and again my my parents were very involved in my life. I live with my but my grandmother was just an angel from God. Mm-hmm. And amazing things happened in her life. Not good, but some just awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, her her father the KKK tried to lynch her father and they ran her family out of Kentucky uh and she was very bitter for a long time in her youth. She became a Christian, and it took every bit of bitterness and anger away from her, and she became this person we all called Mama Lovey. She was the essence of Christian love. And so that has been implanted in me, a seed she put in me as a kid that is really taking root.
0: And it doesn't, I mean, what's being planted in, I think, all of us, but in our churches, especially in the black community, What's being planted now are seeds of anger and, and vindictiveness, Marxism. I mean, it's bad.
3: The church, the black church in particular, has been taken over by politics. And politics is God, and Barack Obama is Jesus, and uh, Donald Trump is Satan. Mm. And I deal with this within my family. Me and my mother argue about it all the time. You know, I just I try to interpret the world through God's eyes, not through what the mainstream media is telling me. And it's it's. But but when you go back to what's driving me, I'm really concerned about this country. And so you factor that with my mother. And then I'm looking at our country, embrace socialism, which is the gateway drug to communism which is the gateway drug to full Marxism. And then I'm trying to explain to people like, hey, man, these Marxism, communism, so they're all hostile to religion and faith. Oh, yeah. And our faith is the gr- American uh, religious freedom. And particularly for African-Americans, faith is why we survive mm-hmm. 300, 400 years of oppression. We're a modern miracle. And, and I wrote about it this week about... Uh, Patrick Moynihan's, the Moynihan Report in 1965, where he was like, wow. When he looked and studied black people, it was like, it's incredible, it's extraordinary that they survived this, and the, he didn't say this, but when I read it, my only answer is, it had to be God. Mm-hmm. And to see us as a community, America, but black people in particular, become more and more secular, scares the heck out of me, Glenn. Well, because if out.
0: God is your God and you have an understanding of the Christian, the real Christian God, he's all about forgiveness. He's all about you live your life in a way like he would. And even when he's being nailed to the cross, he's asking for God to forgive them. If with government is your God, they need you to be a soldier And they need you to march and uh, make sure you browbeat anyone else to get them into the party and get them to stand in line.
3: That is absolutely correct. What's most concerning for me as a black person, though, is we've created this black pride religion. This black what? Black pride religion Yeah. where we're out evangelizing literally love us. And people think that's just like a harmless thing. NBA players had it on the back of their jerseys uh, this summer when they finished up their season. They're making Beats by Dre. Major corporations are making commercials about you love me or you know, mm-hmm. begging people to love blackness. And it all sounds good. But as a Christian, I should be out evangelizing, love God. That will emancipate you. That will lead you in a better direction that will be your salvation. There is no salvation in loving your skin color. That's not an anti-black statement. That's just the reality. There's no
0: salvation if I loved my skin color.
3: None. <laughs> Again, white pride is demonized. Mm-hmm. Black pride is celebrated. Mm-hmm. Why would white liberals would demonize any white person? that was like you got to love white people and white pride, but they would demonize any cuz they know that's poison. They know that that's not good for you. So who
0: are, who are the, because I'm convinced Johnson, uh, President Johnson and his, when they made this big turn, these guys were practically Klan members at the time. They were known racist their entire life. And even after they, quote unquote, had a conversion, they were still pretty damn racist. Who, who are these liberals or who were
3: they? I, I think for Lyndon Johnson. Having to neg- as racist as he was, uh, to having to negotiate with Martin Luther King Jr. I don't think he liked that. I think, <laughs> I think he came up. I think he came up with a solution so this will never happen again. Yeah, and they pivoted black people and that whole civil rights movement, driven by Christians and people of religious faith. It doesn't just have to be Christian, but people that submitted to a higher power. That whole movement comes from out of the church and comes from out of faith in God, faith in a higher power. They were like, we're going to cut off that power, connect these people to politics and other things. And now black people's identity is connected to liberalism. You have to in order to be black, you have to be liberal. And as black people, I don't think we fully understand how the label liberal is being used. It to me and and it'll take time. I'll say it and you'll have to think about it for a day to fully get it. But the label liberalism is the new KKK hood. You, you just put it over your head and no one knows you're a bigot. And so you can be as bigot as you want to be. You put the KKK hood on, you can go out and kill people, burn crosses. No one knows it's you. You get to do all kinds of racism and then go back into your life and, and pretend like it wasn't you. Put the liberal hood on. You can do anything. And there is no condemnation Anything you do is a gift from God. If you write the crime bill that black people say led to mass incarceration, Joe Biden because he's got that liberal hood all oh, no one can. it's Joe Biden. He's a liberal. That, that was a unintended consequence. That was an honest mistake. There was no intent there. There was no malice. Juxtapose that to conservative. There's no upside to being called a conservative. If you're white, you're racist, homophobic, and just anything bad. If you're black, you're a sellout. And so I'm not even political. I've never voted. I'm not really into politics. I'm just not. It's bothered my whole family that I'm just not into it. But I am conservative because of my upbringing in the church and my upbringing as a football player and as an athlete. I am conservative. There's no upside. Oh, now I'm a sellout. Now I must not like black people. But you throw that liberal hood on, all is forgiven. You can rape, kill, uh, uh, plan abortion clinics in every black neighborhood across the country. (sighs) They're just killing them babies. That's good for them. Anything that they do is a positive if you put that liberal hood on. And I just, I'm trying to wake black people up like, hey, the KKK has no influence, no power, no real traction anymore. They've converted to liberal. And that's what's undermining black people's freedom, rise, success, elevation, and and this whole thing of looking at black skin as the defining characteristic of black people. That started 400 years ago with people that enslave black people. Oh, you're black, that defines you. That means your freedom is limited in X, Y, and Z ways. Now they're coming 400 years later. The descendants, the ideological descendants of those people have, let's capitalize the B, the AP did this, the Associated Press, and all the mainstream media has followed Black is this special characteristic and distinction that we set off in a category different than everybody else, and we, we get to define what black is, and we now limit your ability. You go out and chase being black while everybody else goes out, chases freedom, chases faith in God, chases family, chases intelligence. They get to go after those characteristics as they're defining. There are men, women that sit out there, you know, I want to be known as a family man. I want to be known as a Christian. I want to be known as an honest person. As black people, the only option we have is you have to be known as black. And white liberals in Hollywood, in the music industry, and in the movie and TV industry, they get to decide what black is. And then you have to live up to that standard. It is crazy.
0: I could spend uh, a long time with you. I'd love to have you on one of the podcasts where I could just let you run because I think what you say, what you write is so well thought out and, um, and needs to be heard, really needs to be heard. I'm, I'm glad your voice is out there.
3: Appreciate it, Glenn. Thank you. Uh, give me a better car next time I come. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Let me tell you about relief factor. Uh, relief factor has had a big impact on so many people in this audience. Uh, I, for one, used to suffer from horrible pain all the time. Didn't think I could be able to use my hands anymore. I wouldn't be able to. I mean, I'm sitting here with a pen and a piece of paper in front of me. I like to actually physically write things. Uh, and I didn't think I would be able to anymore because my pain was so bad. Skeptical at first. It took my wife basically yelling at me and saying, try this, or I'm not going to listen to you whine anymore. Uh, I didn't think it would work because I tried everything. Relief factor. It works for about 70% of the people who try it. Doesn't work for everybody, but 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month because It works. Just try a three-week quick start to see if you're in that 70%. I, luckily uh, an, enough, w- was in that 70%. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. 84 800 hundred five83 84 It's relieffactor.com.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, we have... We have quite a special on tonight. Uh, We're going to go over the two guys that uh, are running for the Senate for the Democrats in Georgia. And if these guys win, it's over. It really is over because they'll have the House, the Senate, and the White House. People are really relaxing, I feel like. And be like, ah, oh,
1: well, you know, we've got the Senate at least. It's like, wait a minute, no, you, you don't. don't have the Senate yet. You don't. You don't have it yet.
0: You have to win at least one. And you really need two. You need two because, right, a tie yeah. will be broken by Kamala. And we, and we should talk about the,
1: the Alaska ballot measure, too, at some point maybe this week, about how that one advantage is about to turn into about a half advantage because of the way that vote turned out. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a significant thing, even with two. Uh, you could lose people. You have Lisa Murkowski, ha- Susan Collins. Mitt Romney. Mitt Rom- I mean, you don't, ha- this is you not don't a-
0: have this locked.
1: Yeah, you really need both of them. I you mean, really need you both don't
0: think that Mitt Romney will go for any crazy tax plan, any kind of crazy giveaway? You bet he will. He'll sell our rights down the river. He doesn't understand
1: them. And these are tiny, tiny, tiny <sighs> margins in the state. You saw how close it was. I mean Purdue uh was at, almost got to 50% but not quite. You know, Trump at this point down 13 or 11,000 votes whatever it is at this moment. Uh, it, like this is a purple 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 state right now. You should not be take this is not Georgia, you know, 1990 you know 5. This is uh, Georgia 2020 is a totally different place that is a purple state and if Republicans do not get out and do something about this election, you could have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris with complete control of the government.
0: Complete control. Complete control, uh, along with the little uh, brown shirts pushing them even more left on the streets. Could be really a fun time. We've got to win in Georgia. Don't miss today's episode, 9 p.m. Blaze TV.